Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily Viewer Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Uh, let's get right to it, folks. It was an interesting day today. You know, Taiwan Semi kicked off uh, fourth quarter earnings last week with a, a, a pretty handsome, it wasn't really a great beat, but it's what they said about AI and all their business going forward, the demand for uh, chips around the world, really, specifically for AI. And of course, that's really, that's the buzzword that's been driving much of this rally is the future that we've called the innovation revolution. I was on Charles Payne's show today and uh, just actually just got back in the studio. And, um, you know, we talked a lot about this today. Uh, you know, I, the first time I was on Charles's show was just after the market bottom in October of 2022. That was the bear market bottom, of course. We called that capitulation the day of. And we were aggressive along the semis and housing stocks. And, of course, that turned out to be a pretty good call. Uh, but it's what's going forward. You know, uh, looking back in the markets doesn't really help you a whole lot. you got to make money on what's going to happen. And for that, you have, a, you have to have an approach. Our approach is we're trend followers, number one. So the most important thing about making money in the markets is being on the right side of the markets. Probably the second most important thing is patience. And number three is uh, I would say understanding that, yeah, market timing does work. Market timing absolutely works. And that if you follow some very simple momentum oscillators and moving averages, that you can time the markets and beat the markets. But anyway, the point being, uh, I made the, the case again today with Charles, that we believe that investors are being given a second shot at another dot-com melt-up. And if you weren't an investor from 1995 to 2000, that's okay, because I was. Uh, I was a broker, uh, the Oppenheimer, and then Raymond James shortly thereafter. And, you know, it was, a, it was a magical boom time. And I think we're entering another one now. As I told Charles today, if you weren't making your clients 10% a month, you were going to get fired. That was the pressure we had to outperform. NASDAQ went up five, over 500%, 583% actually in that five-year stretch. And all of the structural, the structural foundation of this bull market is what's so impressive. And it's, it's the fact that very few people are talking about these things. That's what blows me away. The things that I, the things that I can't make sense of, not at me. Probably you too, right? And this is what makes no sense to me. It's one of the strangest things I've seen in my 38 years in the business. The consumer is as strong as the consumer has been in decades. That's just, that's just fact. Look, we can complain and bitch and moan about inflation all we want to. We can complain about who's in the White House in D.C. Uh, and about the open border. Look, these are all legitimate concerns. But the reality, these are the things we've been talking with you folks about here for the last year plus. The reality is home prices all-time high. Net income, net, uh, 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 net, uh, uh, consumer net wealth all-time high. Uh, consumers, own, uh, homeowners, uh, own, uh, one-third of homeowners have paid their mortgage off is what I'm trying to say. I can keep going down the list. Maybe most impressive is that we've learned from the financial crisis. I think this is probably the structural I think this is probably the structural reason that the markets and corporate earnings are in such great shape is because both the consumer and American companies learned from 2008. We learned we didn't want to get over leveraged, and so we reversed all that, and we have. consumer, Both consumer and corporate debt is down by 25% to uh, disposable income and to market cap from 2008. That's, uh, again, Almost no one's talking about this. It's a major, major point. And it's what's, I'm telling you, folks, this is what's driving everything. And this is different than, as Charles pointed out today, this is different than 1995 to 2000 because this is a real bull market. 
that was that was that bull market was on the basis of something cool is happening here, right? With the internet, something cool dot com, online shopping, something cool is happening here. But then it took years, right, for for the infrastructure to be built out. Well, guess what? It's built out now. Not only is it built out, but again, the consumer is in great shape. American company uh, uh, corporate debt to market cap is at a 50-year low. The, the reason all of this matters more than anything is we have the ability to lever up. We have the ability to lever up like never before. This is what These are the financial statistics and the balance sheet fundamentals that you see at the birth of economic expansion, not the end. And so again, I think the, I think the public is waking up to this. They're certainly going to, but that's the root of why this market is going higher. I'm absolutely convinced of it. And again, we've been following the semiconductors. I mean, that's our religion, right? That's our religion, the semiconductors. They lead everything. And what have they been doing? Going parabolic, going parabolic. We're up 480% in Soxel, which is a three-time leverage semi-ETF. We have 480% gains in that three-time leverage ETF from the October 13th, 2022 lows. And that means we didn't have to buy NVIDIA. I kind of wish we had, of course, but that gives you risk to one company, exposure to one company. In, a, in an ETF, of course, you have ownership of multiple companies. I think there are 20, 25 different semis that are in the uh, three-time leverage ETF SOXL. So that's why we prefer those, frankly, uh, because you don't have to worry about waking up if the CEO do something wrong. Did the board screw up? Uh, are they being sued? Uh, is the government going after them? You don't have that risk with ETFs. That's why we love especially leveraged ETFs, because if you get the trend right, if you get the trend of the market, and it works both ways. You can use them for short when the market's going down, but long, and of course right now we're very long. But if you get the trend right, why wouldn't you want the leverage, especially if you're an aggressive investor that really wants to crush Mr. Market? And that is our game plan here. So we, we make no bones about it. We're aggressive. We're proud of that. Now, let's go crush Mr. Market. Let's do it every year if possible. Uh, again, with the uh, parameters, uh, you know, risk, risk reward and control parameters in place at the same time. So uh, it doesn't protect you against one day crashes, of course. Uh, you're kind of stuck there. There is a risk to it. But that's why you use diversification. And this is why you, this is why your more, more aggressive money is what you use for this. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the markets and we'll get back to some other important things today. We had Netflix earnings today. Again, Taiwan semi kicked it off last week. Uh, Stock soared, what, 9, 10%. Today, here we go again. Netflix. <coughs> Netflix. Uh, these numbers are pretty amazing. Netflix's market cap on these earnings is up over $20 billion just based on this uh, fourth quarter earnings report, taking the market cap now to $252 billion. They added 13 million new subscribers in the quarter, big time. I think estimates were like 8 million new. And now they have 260 million subscribers worldwide. That folks, that's only going to go up. Netflix has got it figured out, don't they? Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster had the opportunity, uh, but Netflix uh, just put them out of business. Uh, wow, great story. Anyway, Netflix on their earnings report today, stock is now up 9.5% in after hours. Again, putting on better than $20 billion in market cap on a single earnings report. Tomorrow we get Tesla. And again, this is the innovation revolution. If the AI slash innovation revolution uh, is what everybody believes, Everybody that I trust thinks it is. Uh, if, if it is what we think it is, then this is just the beginning. Again, this is like this is like being having like a crystal ball in 1995 and saying, "Okay, we've seen this movie before." 
Now, how do we want to crush Mr. Market? And of course, that means you want to be very long tech. Uh, that is, without question, that's the best play you want to have. Not that other groups will participate, but tech is going to continue to lead this market higher. That did again today, by the way. Dow Jones today down 114 points. Not really a big deal. We, you know, we've been, we've had a pretty nice move higher, haven't we? SP 500 was uh, up nine points today. That's three days in a row, closing all-time highs. Rose 2000 today after really opening strong, uh, gave it all up, finished it down three tenths of one percent. As I, uh, I was, I meant to tell Charles today, we didn't get to it. This is one of our favorite groups, of course. Uh, Tyler covered this in detail yesterday in the small caps. There are a lot of reasons to love this group. Uh, is it a value trap? I don't think so. I think it's going to participate. I think a rising tide is going to lift all boats. And we know that uh, Rust 2000 is still going to go 20% higher just to get to an all-time high. And, of course, in, in big bull markets, every major index gets – I think every index goes to an all-time high. That's what's going to happen in this one, too. Uh, again, unless something goofy happens, uh, <laughs> and you know, with this president, you got to sleep with one eye open. Uh, but uh, anyway, I think I think small caps are going to give us a really good run, uh, a, a really good exposure to an area that's been beaten up pretty badly to your bear market for small caps. Pretty brutal. Nasdaq today, uh, well, actually our leader, which you want to see, Nasdaq today up three tenths of one percent, and uh, again the semis up three tenths of one percent again today after being sharply lower. Reversing back higher. Again, you've got so much money chasing this. And you've got a lot of people that don't have exposure to the markets. Not like they want. Not in the right sectors they want. I've said it before. I'll say it again. So many people thought they were smart when they were making 5% of money markets and they're out of the stock market. Well, how do they feel now? Right? Uh, $7 trillion in a money market. I think it's lower now. Certainly more is coming into equities. But that's going to take time. You still got a lot of skepticism about this market and its contrarians. It's exactly what we want to see. All right, let's get to. Um, by the way, I think I think Tesla is going to rally tomorrow on this earnings report. I have no idea what it's going to be. I think it'll beat estimates. I think the stock rallies. Of course, it's what Elon Musk says, and now he's got a lot of detractors, doesn't he? You know, he's got the state is kind of coming at him, so there is a risk here. He's being targeted. There's no doubt about it. They don't like the fact that he owns Twitter or X now. Uh, but uh, Musk is a pretty smart guy. My guess is he's going to figure it out. A lot of wealth, a, a lot of wealth creation is taking place inside that company. The innovation is taking place in so many different areas. Uh, it's going to continue to propel that stock higher. We are aggressively long Tesla recommending on this pullback as well. All right, let's take a look under the uh, hood today. Uh, internal state were actually pretty good. Uh, they, they actually rallied into the close. NASDAQ today, uh, first of all, advanced decline was flat. We'll get that out of the way. Volume today was 2 to 1 positive NASDAQ. And uh, what is this? Uh, 1.5 to 1 positive on NYSE. And we had uh, 245 stocks hit a new 52-week low to uh, 107 hitting a new 52-week high. Those numbers are getting better. We think that's going to continue. In our sector watch today, we had seven sectors finish higher, four finish lower, led upside by uh, consumer staples up just over 1%. Communication services, which Netflix is in, was also up 1% today. Imagine what it might do tomorrow. Uh, tech up a half percent to the downside. Really not much at all. Real estate down a half percent. Dior Horton uh, announced earnings. I was actually on air when this happened. Did not know what was happening in the space, but I could see housing stocks were getting hit. Didn't know why. Uh, you know, we, we have taken profits in housing. As I told Charles today, we are antsy. To, Tyler said this as well. We are antsy to get back into this group because this is going to be a, a, a sensational bull market in housing stocks. We got a decade plus 
folks, it may be two-decade-long housing bull market. That That's the structural setup for supply and demand. It, 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 look, 68% of Americans own a home. 55% of millennials now own a home, right? Uh, One-third of America, again, a third of Americans have their mortgage paid off. Uh, <clears throat> 68% of Americans own at least one home. A lot of Americans own more than one home. So, Again, uh, when you own it, especially if you have a good mortgage rate, you don't want to sell it. So again, these structural imbalances are going to continue. That is so bullish for everything in this market. I know it's not good for new buyers coming in, but there's a flip side to that coin. If you believe, as we do, that home prices are going to continue to rise, bite the bullet. Bite the bullet. If you got to buy something a little smaller, buy something a little smaller. Bite the bullet. Get exposure. You can upgrade in the years to come. But you want to be in this market. And folks, if you can't afford a home, I got, a, I got another option for you. Buy housing stocks. We'll be back in this group before long. Uh, uh, finally today, uh, let's get to Commodity Watch. Uh, gold today, up $8 an ounce, uh, 2030 an ounce. Again, we love this group. Uh, rate cuts are coming. Rate cuts are coming. I think it, the rate, bonds are actually were weak today. The yields were, uh, bonds are, excuse me, weak today. Yields were up today. I think that won't last. I think these are all little temporary uh, counter move to the primary move. And uh, I think that in March they're going to cut, they're going to cut, the uh, Fed's going to cut. And that's just the beginning. That's when this group really starts to shine. Silver today, uh, kind of flat, 2257. Copper, also flat, 380 a, a pound. I saw um, uh, Robert Friedland today on Bloomberg. And uh, we've done very well investing with this man. Uh, Ivanhoe Mines, which became Turquoise Hill. Uh, we, 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 uh, we made, uh, what, 1,700% in gains in, in those two, same company, really, uh, over uh, two trades. And uh, now he, he's extremely bullish on copper. We are looking for something in that space. Of course, we already have uh, 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 exposure to the miners. So it would have to take something pretty special. But again, that's the guy that's saying copper is the place to be. And trust me, if I tell you, if copper is the place to be, Dr. Copper is telling you what the global economy is going to do. So again, the, the global economy is in good shape, led by the U.S. economy. We have like just a small percentage of the world's population, something like 20% of the world's GDP. And, uh, and, 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 and we're driving, we're now once again driving global growth with China being stuck in the mud. Uh, I think that's a very interesting story. Um, uh, uh, natural gas today, I'm uh, oh, sorry, uh, gas was flat. Oil today was also flat, 74.54 a barrel. And finally on the day, Bitcoin down 279 at 39,529. All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day tonight. By the way, we're not going to be back with you. No podcast uh, for the next three days. We're going to be traveling, uh, going to a conference and in Florida. And so uh, no podcast for the next three days. We'll be back with you on Monday of next week. Appreciate it, folks. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.